0: Hey, Kim here. Quick update before you dive into this episode. We've changed the name of our podcast to Rooted in Tomorrow. It's a nod to our shared history and the bright future of our cooperative system. So if you get later in the series to our 22nd episode, you'll notice the change. But most importantly, it won't affect you as a listener or a subscriber. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. We're charting new territory here at Land Lakes. This is the very first podcast in our series, Something Greater. We want to have a conversation with our dairy member owners and our ag retail owners and just talk about the business. We also want to get people excited about the work we're doing together as a co-op. This is a chance for you to hear directly from our leaders on the issues that are important to you. If you're listening from your tractor, barn, truck, in the field, wherever you are, Welcome. about the work that you do. What makes it meaningful? Is it the results? Or is it the process? Or is it the promise of something greater? Being a cooperative means we're in this together to build a sustainable future and feed human progress. This is Something Greater, a podcast by Lando Lakes Inc. I'm Kim Olson. Follow along with us as we bring you the stories and voices that impact our shared community. Agriculture is front and center on some really big issues, starting, of course, with trade, which has received a lot of attention in the last few months. Led by our government relations team here in Minnesota, Washington, D.C., and throughout the country, Land O'Lakes is working hard to tell our member owners' stories. We also assist and help out members to connect with their legislators, share points of view, and advocate on issues critical to ag and food. Today, we'll break down that work from behind the scenes. It's a pillar of our business at all levels, local, state, national, and international, that has its roots all the way back to our founding in
1: 1921.
0: Well, welcome. This is our first uh, podcast, Something Greater. We're excited to get this rolling for our uh, members and um, excited to be joined this morning by two very special guests. We have Beth Ford, our brand new uh, president and CEO at Land Lakes. When About,
1: do I not become brand new? Is, it, was, is there uh, a monthly
0: cutoff on I, that one? I think a hundred days is okay. coming well, up, go. so uh, you're your brand new. Is I yeah, own it now? Yeah. Almost over. Um, also joined by Autumn Price, our Land of Lakes Vice President of Government Relations. Welcome, Autumn. Thank you, Cam. And I, I still feel like I am new. Can I still say that? <laughs> you can. We, we can say it for forever and ever. Um, and it, you know, one of the reasons everybody feels new is that the um, legislative and policy issues keep changing uh, a bit as the administrations change, as the issues change. And um, one of the things we want to talk about today on the podcast is to discuss the advocacy that Land Lakes is out there um, doing for our members every day. Um, Beth, why don't you tell me a little bit about that?
1: You know, I think one of the most fundamental responsibilities that we have and the things that we like to to do that are impactful for our members is to advocate on behalf of agriculture. I think it's a right-to-operate issue for us. Um, So being engaged in Washington, yes, we can do that. By the way, I encourage all of our members um, to be out in D.C. and advocating on their own behalf. Um, with their uh, local congressmen or their uh, the regulatory agencies all of those because nobody um, is seen as more valid in their commentary or in their opinions and or in their views than our members than the farmer or the producer themselves so you know back to your question what is this about for me it's about right to operate it's about us having a seat at the table shaping the playing field on behalf of our members i think it's absolutely critical and part of our responsibility and part of the things that make are one of the things that makes land O'Lakes, um unique.
0: That's great and in autumn you're based in Washington DC so you're in the in the thick of it every day. Um, tell me a little bit about what uh, what you're doing out there.
2: yeah and before I, I jump in there Kim, let me just um, piggybacking on, off Beth. Uh, making a connection is what it's really all about. Uh, you know when we talk about advocacy, we like to use that word a lot, but I think it's just a fancy way of saying we're making a connection and sometimes, and we're educating members um, and not only members, there are a lot of thought leaders in DC beyond uh, members of Congress um, that we are educating. And sometimes it works the very first time. And we have members that can uh, walk into a room and make that connection instantly and really um, drive um, policy. Um, But then other times it takes a while. So uh, for example, we've had seven fly-ins this year. Um, where we've had members come to Washington D.C. and um, meet with members of Congress and other elected officials in the administration so we're, we're really making um, some connections and we're seeing some results um, in Washington and it's primarily because of what our members are doing um, by coming to Washington and, and engaging um, in advocacy
1: What is it less than you know one and a half to two percent of the population is involved in agriculture so it 's mm-hmm. completely different than it was a number of years ago so and that 's reflected in um, in the Congress in, you know in the Senate mm-hmm. not everybody understands agriculture not un- never not everybody understands the key issues mm-hmm. um, for agriculture so it 's important for us to have a voice um, you know in d c because we need to sh- not just shape the playing field, we need to educate. We yeah. need to help the members who, who want to listen. We, wanna, we have to uh, help the congressmen, their staff, the senators, their staff, um, understand what the issues are so that they're not getting their information from social media, um, mm-hmm. from other sources that may not reflect reality um, you know, of, of what a farmer really has to deal with.
0: Yeah, so important that we're getting our, our members out there. And I, I know, um, Beth and Autumn, you both mentioned that. Beth, you've talked a lot recently, very publicly, about trade. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to just hit on that a little bit sure. for us?
1: Sure. I mean, I, what we need to um, have everybody understand, and what certainly our members understand, is trade is absolutely critical to agriculture. Um, What is it? One day out of seven of dairy production is exported. Um, If you look at soybeans, for instance, what is it? 60% is exported to China. Um, You know, 20% of agriculture overall, uh, you know, agricultural products are exported. So it is about the health and the vibrancy and the profitability of, um, of agriculture, of producers and farmers. And so um, we've had, we've been export positive, you know, balance, uh, trade balance positive in agriculture. And, um, and so, you know, you look at that and you say, that helps not just international markets, it helps domestically, you know, because it is about the profitability for the most um, productive farmers in the world, that is the American farmer, mm-hmm. so you know I think it's been absolutely critical. so what do we think about the trade situation you know it's uh, it's on top of an ish of a situation where we have had um, multiple years of um, Positive growing seasons, carryover stocks are heavy, so that's been pressuring the sector. It's been uh, we've had low commodity prices. We have low commodity prices in dairy, and this has been multiple years in a row, and it's really causing stress in the country. Um, and and with that, then having another variable, including tariffs and trade disruption, is uh, problematic. <laughs>
0: Agriculture and the support of the American farmer has always been a bipartisan issue for us. Since the 1990s, Land O'Lakes has dramatically increased its grassroots activities on behalf of farmer members. Even since the 1960s, our Policy and Resolutions Committee, made up entirely of our elected ag and dairy members, oversees the creation of policies and guides the direction of our legislative efforts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Autumn, I I know that you and I have talked a little bit about um, Mexico specifically and um, how the the trade uh, issues are in, are affecting our farmers there. It, are you hearing a lot of um, questions about Mexico specifically when you're in DC or or China, or is it a little bit of both?
2: Yeah, I think you know with respect to Mexico uh, as mentioned earlier, the announcement on the NAFTA 2.0 was a positive step. Um, Just maintaining, as Beth said, maintaining that market because it's a really important market from a dairy perspective. Um, We still have... I think 40% uh,
1: goes to Mexico, yes. Yes.
2: Mm -hmm. We still have the tariffs in place. So we're continuing to put pressure on this administration to lift those those tariffs um, so that we can um, continue to be competitive in that market as well as China as well um, you know we think about it's not just the here and now but what we are losing by not having that access particularly in China where one-fifth of I think it's one-fifth of the world's population um, lives in that country so it's really important um, from a long-term perspective that especially given how productive we are in this country um, that we maintain that that market um, and so we 're continuing to push and not just you know when we advocate it 's i think it 's we want to oversimplify it and say we 're just going into a member 's office and speaking to a member of Congress, but there are multiple faucet facets of that advocacy it 's not just um, meeting with that member but then it 's you know reaching out to our um, either our ag retailer or our dairy member that lives and resides in that particular region or that district or that state and then and that he or her you know hitting that member up as well um so there's another touch point um and then we leverage our trade associations whether it's national milk or ncfc or gma to also make touch points, um, we leverage our senior leaders like Beth and ask um, he or she or, or Beth to write letters to the Secretary of Ag, which we did recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's um, multiple layers of touch points where we, um, we used various la- strategies we use to, uh, to really move the needle on um, the, the policy that we're a- advocating for.
1: You know, I think it's it's really important the, the you know the the number of touch points that you're pointing to, Autumn. I want to I want to circle back a minute to to Mexico and then to China, and then I want to I want to add to what Autumn was um, was uh, discussing there. You know, in Mexico, the cheese tariffs have remained. Um, And that is because the steel tariffs, steel and aluminum tariffs, have not been lifted by the administration as of yet. You know, I think it was a positive step to have a trilateral agreement again. There was a risk that we wouldn't have Mexico in the fold. In uh, Canada in the fold now we have that, there are still things to be worked out, and that's why we're still seeing pressure. So while there has been a discussion of, hey, we got this agreement, the fact is that those, that, uh, those tariffs are still pressuring milk price, um, and that's what we're seeing and why a member right now or producer would still see that problem. Um, so the Congress has not um, approved yet, this trade agreement, nor have there been specifics worked out yet in terms of details, nor have those tariffs come off. So it's a positive step. We're supportive of the administration. We're glad that that occurred. There are other things that need to happen in order for, those, uh, for the pressure on the sector to lift. Um, in China, you know, that may be a longer haul. And we've talked about that in terms of, you know, soybeans. That also is impacting dairy, not necessarily for what we ship, but because it is a, a clearing point. It clears the market for other dairy products coming out of the U.S. So. It's important um, for both um, the ag side, of, you know, from from grain farmers and from for a dairy side, because it allows for us to clear the market and thus lift prices and thus lift milk price, which is of course one of the central things we're focused on. One other comment, those tariffs, the things that you don't see that are pressuring certainly our business um, are things that are tariffs that are put on for things like bags. We spent two years, hired packaging engineers to reset the packaging that we use, for instance, for our Purina business. Mm -hmm. We sourced packaging out of Vietnam. And then what happened was that when when the tariffs were put in place... That was all you know, for naught. Now you could say, well, yeah, that's great, because now we can put jobs here in the United States. Well, there's not enough packaging capacity. And so it, it ends up being a cost to the consumer, to the economy and everything. Again, we're, I don't want to say that we're not supportive of the administration doing the things that they're trying to do. More we talk about speed and the real implications. I want to go back to the advocacy issue. Um, in addition to, to that, I think Autumn framed it appropriately. It's not one just, hey, we went in and had a conversation. The real, the, you know, one of the things that we discussed was building a relationship. What's terrific is when we do that, when there are questions from a senator, I've received a number of calls from senators, um, or from you know we have a congressman who might call up Autumn or, or call up me, to ask what they what we think about a particular policy or how, how they might think about something. That's important. We also have our teams in D.C. in regulatory agencies, including our um, our quality team, our regulatory team, helping shape the regulatory environment. Yep. So it's not a one-touch thing, we flew in, we had a good conversation, we had a chat, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 this is multiple touch points, needs to include our members, absolutely must include our members advocating, um, and it is across all of our business and all of our agencies and all of our, um, uh, um, you know, the NCFC, National Milk and everything, who will help drive policy that is uh, appropriate for our members.
0: We recorded this episode with Autumn and Beth in the final days of farm bill negotiations. Since then, and after a major showing of bipartisanship, a new farm bill was approved by Congress. Now, this bill is good news for Land O'Lakes members across the nation. It maintains a reliable safety net for farmers and provides some major improvements to the dairy safety net for dairy farmers. It helps address mental health and stress on the farm, authorizing a Farmer and Rancher Stress Assistance Network. And it funds many other critical priorities facing agriculture and the nation. Things like on-farm conservation, trade, rural development, nutrition, and way beyond. A marathon to be sure, but a positive outcome for farmers out there at a time when the certainty of a new farm bill couldn't be more important. Autumn, maybe you could talk a little bit about the process for farm bill, and then, Beth, I'd be interested Mm -hmm. in your thoughts as well.
2: Sure. And, you know, it's easy to get caught up in, I feel like we've been talking about a farm bill, this farm bill, for a year, at least a year now, um, because the process has played out for a year. Um, Just keep in mind, this is actually... This process is sort of on time. I mean, even though we're looking at the most recent law has expired now, and it expired at the end of September of the of this year. Um, historically, um, or traditionally, rather, it's taken several years to pass a farm bill. Um, so we're from a from a historical standpoint, we are are doing pretty good. Uh, this Congress is doing pretty good as far as trying to move this bill along. Um, The bill has lots of titles in it. Um, It's about a 1,000-page bill. We, Land O'Lakes, have several policy priorities that we care about, that our members care about, from um, the commodity programs, reauthorization of the commodity programs to uh, the dairy um, program, the margin protection program, um, including crop insurance, reauthorizing crop insurance programs, Um, And there are various um, provisions, resources in the rural development title that are really important to us, as well as um, conservation programs. Um, So from that standpoint, it's an important piece of legislation for us. And Now,
1: there are four four senators. Who's working this primarily? Right.
2: So good question, Beth. The four leaders are um, Chairman Roberts in the Senate, from Kansas. Uh, He's the chairman of the Senate Agriculture Committee and then ranking member Debbie Stabenow from Michigan. Um, And then in the House, the leadership is led by Chairman Mike Conway from Texas and um, ranking member and soon-to-be soon to Chairman um, Colin Peterson from Minnesota. Which
1: is terrific because yeah. yeah. um, Congressman Peterson has been a good friend of Land O'Lakes, well-known. He's yes. from Minnesota, <laughs> which is terrific. And I wanted okay. to bring that out because I wanted to say these are people who definitely know agriculture. These They've been involved mm-hmm. in this, and I think that you know the fact that they're down to one major issue, it gives me... Some encouragement, and we should all take encouragement that there is clearly a push to try to get this bill signed yeah. Yeah. Um, you know quickly. You know the areas of focus for um, for Land O'Lakes in this farm bill, which has been, really been about the safety nets, and you know about crop insurance. Never more important than right now. Really been doing a lot of work. Really not just this last few weeks. I mean, this has been throughout the year um, to try to make sure that appropriate safety nets. Are there and in place, and given the pressure that clearly is out there in um, in agriculture right now in dairy production, and what we're seeing with producers and uh, growers, this is this is these are these areas are critical. And so, while we talk about all these other areas in the farm bill, and including conservation, including things that are important. We do try to keep our eye on the ball on some of the critical issues, and I think Autumn spends quite a bit of time making sure that we're shaping policy or helping shape policy about what would be the most helpful in terms of safety net and insurance um, that I think are are necessary.
0: So um, trade and farm bill are are obviously kind of the two spotlight issues. Um, Is there anything else? uh, Any big issues? that kind of fall into this category that you all are working on. Yeah, I, I would say, Kim, we're constantly
2: um, advocating on immigration reform and yeah. Yeah. A, and educating members about the need for labor in the country, a reliable, stable workforce mm-hmm. in the country, and and explaining that no matter I mean, there no matter how much you pay. Um, there's just some, some sector that won't – doesn't want to do the job. Um, and so uh, we need a workforce in the country that, um, that our our, empl- our employers, our members can rely on. Um, and so, uh, you know, with the new Congress, I mean, we're looking at um, the new Congress and in and, and hopes that we – can start building relationships there, educating those members, and driving policy um, with the new Congress. I'm hopeful, given the makeup um, of the House um, for the 116th Congress, um, there's a lot of new new members um, that I think are, um, are going to be more uh, receptive to hearing these messages with regards to labor. And um, I think there may be a, a compromise there uh, and a bipartisan effort that that, um, be that could, you this know, could would,
1: be addressed. Would it be your... Uh, your- belief certainly mine you know those things those conversations especially about immigration reform because it goes to national security as well or that's a a frame that others um, put on that or that many put on that and certainly we do as well but um, my my impression is that it will be important to try to make progress in this first year Mm -hmm. of the new congress administration Mm -hmm. because then we start to step towards the next election um, Mm -hmm. and these things are always fraught with uh, you know, with a risk that it, they can be politicized in a number of ways. I think one of the things that we talk a lot about about immigration reform is again the need for for labor in this country in agriculture um, to have just policies and procedures put in place that would allow access for um, for farmers to access uh, folks who want to want to do the work, and that's yeah. really the way we we frame it. I would say labor and health care are probably the two things that we
2: hear oh. from our members a sure. lot Makes about. Sense. Um, and we are Land O'Lakes is doing a lot of work around healthcare yeah, too, healthcare, making sure there's access. Lauren
1: uh, Herringa, our chief uh, human resource officer and his staff have been expanding access to our, you know, farmers insurance. Our members right. um, have access to. I think we went into Nebraska. We certainly we have it in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. We're looking in Ohio, I believe. Yeah. Um, and the Dakotas and South Dakota, yeah. Um, yeah, I, you're right. I mean, um, you know, uh, insurance, you know, health insurance, and you know, other areas. We have. When I was with Autumn in DC, I think a week or so ago. That really bad rainstorm. <laughs> it was really bad rainstorm. Was snow. what are you talking that, about? That was a rain dusting. And snow. That doesn't. That doesn't even count as snow. You can't even. That's not even credible. Um, we talked a lot about multi-employer pension as well, which is an issue. So, I mean, I, we don't need to go through the list, Kim. I think it's a really good question because I think it tells you why we have to have a presence in advocacy because many of these variables. We could talk about antibiotic resistance. We could talk right. about all these things. I want us all to reflect back about why it's been so critical for us to advocate um, and to be present.
0: The title for our podcast is Something Greater, so I'd like to end with what uh, those two words something greater mean to you. Maybe Autumn we can start with you and then we'll end with Beth. It's about doing something together that we could not do alone,
2: or at least it would be a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Um, to do alone and you know as a cooperative we are advocating for the success of the cooperative and that success of the cooperative uh, impacts our members and their success and it impacts the communities and the towns in which those
1: members live in so that's something greater impacting very locally and and impacting very intimately our members, but then impacting globally, um, makes this business unique. It's an exciting, um, place to be. It's, uh, it can be challenging, but I think it's, um, it's, it's one of the most exciting, if not the most exciting place I've worked. So there's something greater. Um, it tells, I think what the co-op structure is about, but also about our impact in the world and our ability to impact, um, you know, our members all the way up to the folks around the world. And I think that that, you know, that says it all.
0: Certainly does and a great place to end. Thank you both very much. Appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for joining us. The Land O'Lakes Something Greater podcast is delivered monthly via our Member Connections newsletter or on our website. Just go to landolakesinc.com then click on Members at the top right. We're also available wherever you find your podcasts.